The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedom only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Monday, November 21st edition of the program. We have Elon Musk saying Trump can come back on Twitter. This is a big one, folks. Is he going to, though? How will he respond to this uh, possible social media coup? We'll discuss that. And we also have uh, some breaking news from over the weekend of a mass shooting and the discussion of stochastic terrorism that came from this because the left immediately seeks to blame their political opponents anytime something horrific happens in this country. Uh, we'll discuss that and the continued uh, lawfare against Donald Trump, including now a special counsel overseeing two criminal investigations and a new investigation being re-upped. So it's kind of an old investigation that they're dusting off and saying it's a new one um, that involves. Well, I'll tell you in just a few minutes. But, you know, cyber criminals, they're constantly going through everything they can to find information about you to then steal your identity and take out loans in your name. 
They do this with your personal identifiable information, your PII. It's all over the dark web. It comes from data breaches because you give your stuff that you think is going to be safe and encrypted to some big company, and then they get hacked, and then it's all out there. And you don't find out about this usually when the, the worst happens with your information until there's a credit card in your name or a loan in your name you didn't take out. This has happened to me before. It's really annoying. That's why it's important to understand how cybercrime and, and identity theft are affecting all of our lives. You need LifeLock. LifeLock alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name that you don't even know about. If you do become a victim of identity theft, because that can happen, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK. That's promo code B-U-C-K for 25% off. LifeLock.com, promo code BUCK. So please do check that out. All right, Elon, Twitter, oh gosh, they're freaking out. He has said that Donald Trump can come back onto the platform. Uh, they are, first of all, I, I love this, uh, billionaires are destroying democracy and free speech. What, why, why is it only a problem when the billionaires don't do what the left wants them to? I mean, this is a, a question that is rhetorical because we know why, but it's funny, isn't it? Jeff Bezos buys the Washington Post. Steve Jobs's uh, widow buys or funds the Atlantic magazine. I mean, you see all these different billionaires who run media companies that align with left-wing ideology in some way, align with Democrat ideology, and that's all fine. But when Elon Musk is like, hey, I think we're actually going to do free speech on the Twitter platform, it's time for everyone to completely freak out. Uh, First of all, here's an MSNBC panelist. (laughs) This is going to be good on uh, how this is all about a very white, cis, hetero uh, man protecting another one. Um, Yeah, we'll discuss this. Play four. I'm absolutely disgusted, but what else do we expect from very white, privileged, cis, hetero men protecting each other because we always mistake wealth and inheritance for genius. So yay, Elon Musk gets what he wants, his buddy back on the air, in order to finish burning down democracy while he finishes burning down the town square. Burning down democracy, burning down the town square. The problem with this exaggeration, um, as obvious and stupid as it is, is that with libs, it works. This stuff is said, and it does, unfortunately, galvanize them in their thinking. They go, oh, it really is about defending our democracy. They really think this stuff. I know. I, I was hoping that they weren't so absurd, but they are. And that was reflected in the way the midterm elections worked because the demo- the uh, democracy is in peril line in a lot of cases was more potent. And I didn't believe this could be possible because I didn't think people could be so easily manipulated and be so stupid. Shame on me for not understanding or not seeing that in advance. But democracies in peril was more important, more, more potent to them than the economy, than crime than the wide open lawless southern border Uh, but now elon musk saying that or taking steps to make twitter an actual free speech platform that goes too far for them that's unacceptable and i mentioned the billionaires 
They hate Elon Musk. George Soros, they think, is fantastic. Michael Bloomberg, when it comes to his anti-gun campaigns nationwide, they absolutely love it. Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post, fantastic. Carlos Slim injecting, he's a billionaire, a Mexican billionaire, injecting a huge cash infusion to keep the New York Times alive. That's, that's great. That's all defending our democracy. Uh, you know, you look at this, you say, why is that all okay? Now, here is some, uh, some former New York Times columnist, for example. I mean, this guy is, he's a, a stupid person's idea of what a smart person sounds like on TV, I think. He says things that are moronic on a regular basis, but with a pseudo-eloquence that then makes it seem to people that don't know better, oh, well, this must be intelligent. He, he's trashing Musk, the billionaire, but his billionaires, I'm sure, on his side, on the left, are just fine. Play five. First of all, I think something we often forget as Americans is that billionaires exist as a class of people who have that much money at our collective pleasure, right? It is a policy choice to allow some people to accumulate that much money, hundreds of billions of dollars in the case of people in the United States, before everybody has the chance to live with dignity, right? Other countries make that choice very differently. We have chosen historically to heavily prioritize having billionaires over having dignity for all people. And that's a choice I would just start by saying that we could make differently in the future. So let's just like take all their money or, or most of it. Let's take it and give it to people. These people are socialists, right? You understand. Hardcore, like early days of Marxism socialism. This is what they want. This is what they believe. That it is a, ch- a policy choice to allow people to have what they gain through a free market system. Meaning that if we just decide to take it, we'll take it. You know, you should pay very close attention because when the thuggishness of even the so-called Democrat elites is on display. They mean this stuff. But now, it's not going to be all billionaires that they want to go after, only the ones that don't fund the things that they like, only ones that write checks to the wrong people. There'll always be carve-outs. There'll always be exceptions for Democrats. The Democrats have more billionaires than we do that are very involved in the media, obviously. Pierre Omidyar and uh, George Soros and... Jeff Bezos and, you know, go down the list of these billionaires who are really active in media, funding media. They're fine with it as long as it's their team. Remember, they have no principles. They just have desire for power and emotional impulses. That is what defines the left. There's nothing that they'll say, well, our side. Yeah, okay, we shouldn't do that either. No, no. When they do it, it's good. When we do it, it's bad. When we have power, it's bad. When they have it, it's good. This is the way this is their worldview. This is how they think. Meanwhile, on the right, we're always self-policing, doing this, oh, well, like, we shouldn't do that because, you know, that's not, even if it's really helpful to our side, you know, this one guy said something that conflicts with that years ago, and we need to be consistent. They don't worry about that stuff. Consistency, principle, those are problems we have here on the right. Uh, I want to talk to you about this shooting that happened in a horrific shooting in Colorado Springs over the weekend. Five people were killed, uh, dozens, dozens injured at an LGBTQ um, uh, nightclub called called Q. But be- before we'll, we'll get into that. Oh, and also uh, there's more investigations. Of Donald Trump that are announced even more. There are literally I do this for a living all day. I sit here and I read and think about this. This is what I do all the time. And I can't even keep track of how many criminal investigations there are or investigations in general there are of Donald Trump 
Um, so we'll get into that in, in a moment. But, you know, I'm sitting in one right now, the most luxurious office chair you can get absolutely anywhere, the X chair. And it's a luxury item in the sense that it's super comfortable and looks great. And this is top of the line. This is the best of the best. So it's not cheap, right? It's not a bargain basement kind of a thing. You're going to pay for the best of the best, but you can still get a great value. And you can still also finance it, which you can do with X chair. $20 a month right now, you can finance your X chair. So for less than a dollar a day, you can own something that's going to make the hours spent at your desk so much more comfortable and productive. I'm sitting in one right now. I love the X chair that I'm sitting in. If I could get everyone I know one of these, I would, trust me. Until you sit in one of these X chairs, you can only partially appreciate just how good it makes you feel. There's an X chair for every style and budget. Different colors, different additions. Oh, armrest, headrest, back massage, your cooling pack for your lumbar region. It's amazing what the X chairs have. Check out all the options and their wonderful financing plans at xchairbuck.com. That's the letter X chair buck, B U C K dot com. No other chair can compare to X chair. Go to X chair dot com right now. Okay, my friends, um, there are moments in time when something truly horrific happens in this country, and the response that we should have is to come together as a country and just as human beings and say, that is terrible. Is there something that can be done, first of all, to help a community heal, to tend to those who have been directly affected by it, to support them? Um, and in this instance, in the Colorado Springs Q nightclub shooting, to support people who have either had lost one, uh, have loved ones lost or, or injured in this evil shooting. That would be, I think, a mature and emotionally stable society's response to a vicious, uh, a vicious tragedy like what we just saw. Instead, it immediately breaks down because the Democrats do this every time into a political effort. The immediate aftermath of this is how can I make this about my political opponents to slander them? And to make them do what I want them to do, to use a tragedy to make them do what I want them to do. This is after every mass shooting. Now, this is what Democrats do, unless it's a mass shooting with a uh, a non-white perpetrator uh, who is not targeting, let's say, a a uh, designated uh, protected or oppressed group of some kind. You know, there are certain certain mass shootings that the media doesn't really spend much time or attention on at all, as you know. Even if there are multiple fatalities, they spend very little time on that. And they certainly spend far less time covering, say, the weekly death toll from uh, horrific violence in Chicago. I mean, this past weekend, there was a a there were dozens of people shot in Chicago. There was a young girl, I believe, uh, who was shot in the head and killed uh, just from the crossfire. Yet another 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 um, criminal gang shooting situation where a, a child was killed in the crossfire. That doesn't get a lot of media attention because they can't use that for quite the same political impact. But when there is a mass shooting by a deranged and evil lunatic of the Q nightclub, it's not, as I said, a moment for the country to come together in support of our fellow human beings here from the uh, Colorado Springs community, from the LGBT community who were attacked in this instance. Uh, that's not the first impulse of of the Democrat left. That should be the first impulse of all 
decent people to come together and support and solidarity with them. No, it is used by the media as in as a moment to try to say you are responsible for this, meaning the right conservatives. How does that happen? Well, these instances, fortunately, uh, if you look at them statistically, are very, very rare. So what do they do? They come up with this idea of stochastic uh, stochastic terrorism. Stochastic is a statistical term, uh, one that honestly hadn't come across until it started being used in this way, that has to do with extreme variability and effectively unpredictability by statistical means. So statistically random occurrences. And so when they call it stochastic terrorism, what they mean is, uh, or, or the way they use this is to say, this is the result. These, even though they are seemingly random and even though they are statistically very rare, it is the direct result of you, meaning Republicans, uh, rhetoric and you, meaning the right speaking about any number, whether it's guns or um, the trans community or, or whatever it may be. You are responsible. This is what they say. You are responsible for it. And you say, well, hold on a second. This effectively is separating out people from causality. I mean, to make this this assertion and then to demand political obedience and concessions in response to it is deeply uh, disingenuous. It's, it's really disgraceful. I mean, the only person who's responsible for the shooting is the person, the monster who did the shooting. But the, the Democrats don't accept that. No, it's everybody that they don't like and don't agree with on a range of subjects that have some tangential connection to some of the political issues that surround this kind of a mass shooting. It's awful uh, that that they use these uh, instances in this way uh, for political points, but they do. Um, They use this as a weapon, a political weapon against their opponents, and it is now common. This is the standard common practice of Democrats, and it is shameful. Um, We cannot bend the knee to this. This This is a form of emotional blackmail where people they weaponize fake virtue oh if only you would agree with us on this law this wouldn't have happened well, we say well that's not true they say, well you're responsible so now you really have to agree with us you're responsible for what happened they say well why are we responsible exactly hold on why isn't the individual responsible well you all know why because this is about power for them and I just wanted to uh, switch gears here and say that, you know, they're bringing another investigation of Donald Trump. This time it's around uh, whether Trump paid off the Stormy Daniels thing. I mean, it's crazy. But the, uh, the district attorney for New York has announced that they're going to go forward with this. They're going to re-up this case. They think they may have some theory of the case now where they can actually bring um, they can actually bring charges against Donald Trump for this. That is in addition to the two cases now that are being overseen by this special counsel. And here, for example, is Bill Barr, the former attorney general under Trump, saying, look, on the Mar-a-Lago docs case alone, they're probably going to bring some kind of a charge against Donald Trump. Play clip seven. If the Department of Justice can show that these were indeed very sensitive documents, which I think they probably were, and also show that the president consciously was involved in 
misleading the department, deceiving the government, and playing games after he had received the subpoena for the documents, those are serious charges. I, I personally think that they probably have the basis for legitimately indicting the president. I don't know. I'm speculating. speculating yeah. but, but given what's gone on, I think they probably have the evidence that would check the box. They have the case. Do you think they will? I think it's becoming increasingly more likely. Now, I saw President Trump on Friday at Mar-a-Lago. I was there for a black tie event, and he uh, was in no no uncertain terms saying he's going to this is a total sham, these charges, and he's going to fight it with everything he's got. Here he is. Play clip six. This I saw this live as he was saying this uh, to the assembled folks there. This horrendous abuse of power is the latest in a long series of witch hunts. It started a long time ago. They want to do bad things to the greatest movement in the history of our country, but in particular, bad things to me. But I've gotten used to it. It's lucky. It's lucky. A lot of people wouldn't get used to it so easily. This is a rigged deal, just as the 2020 election was rigged, and we can't let them get away with it. Over the years, I've given millions and millions of pages of documents, tax returns, and everything else, and they have found nothing, which means I've proven to be one of the most honest and innocent people ever in our country. It is remarkable how many of these investigations against Trump they've had and how none of them ever result in anything, it seems. And they just don't care. They just don't care. They keep bringing more investigations. This is the one that's going to get him. The walls are closing in because you realize even if they don't actually manage to prove anything because there is no criminality, the process is the punishment. They're able to use this as as a tool against Donald Trump. um, And that's all they really care about. If they're wrong in the long run, it doesn't change what's going on here, which is that they're just bringing a narrative of Trump is a criminal so that their mainstream media allies or sorry, corporate media allies are going to run with that endlessly. And then beyond that, if they do manage to get a manage to bring an indictment against Trump, which I think is a better than 50 50 chance on the Mar-a-Lago docks alone right now. What does that mean? So we can't actually have a free and fair election. They're going to prosecute the Republican candidate on some nonsense. The answer is, yeah, that seems like where it is. It's going to be a crazy time in American politics the next couple of years, friends. We're going to have so much to talk about. I'm honored that you're here uh, with me. I was going to be out today, by the way. I know I was supposed to go shooting with some friends, some uh, former SEALs and my brothers, um, but there was so much flooding in my area. Um, I'm down here in Florida right now that I wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to go shooting today. So that's why I'm here with the show today. But I will be back tomorrow, and I'll be in, except for Thursday, obviously, Thanksgiving Day, with you every day this week. And uh, just talking today and my team about how we're going to be building out more here in the studio soon. It's going to start to look actually like a studio. We've just got it under construction right now. So I appreciate your patience for those who are Rumble watchers. I know it's been uh, the Wayne's World basement is way fancier looking than this. I don't know what I'd call it. It looks a little bit like we're in some kind of a dungeon in here. But that's because we're building it out as we go. We're building this pirate ship as it sails. And uh, we'll talk to you more tomorrow. Shields high. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget. Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young children 
and build specially adapted smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans, as well as work to eradicate veteran homelessness. David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He's never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades in arms, nor the efforts of first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud Foundation donor. Tunnel to Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the Foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.